Hello, true crime friends. Welcome back to another episode of True Crime in Academia. I am your host, Mary DePippi. First of all, thank you all for tuning in this week. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate all your support. I've been looking at the numbers and I am just overwhelmed and thrilled with the response that you guys have been giving me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And secondly, I hope you all are having a great start to your week so far. If not, that sucks, and I'm really sorry. I hope it gets better for you. This week, I want to give a trigger warning before I get into today's episode. I didn't think I wanted to do a trigger warning just because this is a true crime podcast. So, I mean, you're kind of expected to know (laughs) that some of these cases can be really graphic and violent and just horrible, but... I want to give a trigger warning anyway, just in case. So for today's episode, we will be discussing child abuse, infant abuse, and animal abuse. Oh, and also mentions of suicide. Yeah, this is a heavy hitter this week. So if this is too much for you, just by listening to the trigger warning and all the things that I listed, please feel free to skip this these next three episodes because they are going to be rough and graphic. This one specifically, um, this episode specifically, we will be discussing uh, the Gainesville Ripper's childhood and everything horrible that occurred to him. And I think at the end of the episode, you're going to be like, yeah, I understand why he became a serial killer. If I were in those circumstances, I can't imagine my life would have turned out any better than his. So... With that, let's get into it. In the summer of 1990, a serial killer terrorized the city of Gainesville, Florida. The students of University of Florida were targeted. By the end of August, five students had been brutally murdered. Police believed them to be the work of one killer. After arresting the wrong suspect, law enforcement would catch this horrific, sadistic killer in the beginning of 1991. His name? was Danny Rowling. Daniel, or Danny, Harold Rowling, was born in Shreveport, Louisiana, on May 26, 1954. From the moment he was conceived, his father, James Rowling, hated his child. With his family growing, James was forced to take on a job working on an oil rig in order to support them. This hatred didn't just stop at his child, of course not. He took his anger out on his wife, Claudia, too. James would strangle her and beat her regularly. And in one particular instance, he pushed her down a flight of stairs. Many true crime experts suspect that this was an attempt to cause an abortion. And quite frankly, I agree with them. Claudia left her husband many times, but she always came back. Now, before we talk about Danny... I want to take a moment to discuss how extremely difficult it is for victims of domestic abuse to leave their abusers. There are many reasons why abuse victims stay or come back to their abuser. Some of the most common reasons being 
the abuser has control over the victim's finances, which I'm sure in Claudia's case, being in the 1950s, that's probably what it was. Um, There's also a lack of support, fear of abuse, escalation, and or cultural or religious beliefs. Now, I am not going to shame Claudia or any victim of domestic abuse. And I don't want to hear it from anyone else or any of you, okay? Now, going back to Danny, clearly he's already off to a horrible start. I mean, clearly his father tried to kill him in the womb. I mean, I can understand not wanting to have kids right away when you're first married. And back in those days, family planning, like birth control, condoms, safe abortions were not promoted during that time or really even accepted. But clearly, James never heard of the pull-out method, which I'm sure has been around since forever. But, you know, whatever. But, you know, remember, peeps, unexpected pregnancies are caused by irresponsible ejaculations. Okay? Let's move on. During his birth, Danny sustained a pretty severe head injury. The doctor who was, you know, helping his mom give birth used too much pressure when using forceps on his head try and get him out and this broke several veins in his head like in brain later on when Danny was learning how to crawl he would tend to scoot around like with one leg tucked underneath which I think is kind of cute you know might be a little quirky or whatever but for whatever fucked up reason this behavior infuriated James Rowling and he would often push and kick his son into the wall so hard that Danny would literally bounce back from the force. And guys, if you think this is bad, oh no. I, I'm sorry to say, but it, it only gets worse from here. So brace yourself, my friends. When Danny was five, James brought home a puppy. Danny loved that puppy more than anything. And James used it to his own sick and sadistic advantage. Sometimes instead of punishing or abusing Danny for whatever insignificant thing, which would, from what I've heard or what I've researched, would be holding a fork wrong, breathing wrong, like really stupid, insignificant shit like that. But whatever reason, which doesn't even matter if there's a reason, James thought this was punishable. But instead of punishing Danny or abusing Danny directly, he would beat that puppy in front of Danny. (sighs) Eventually, and sadly, this poor puppy was unable to withstand any more abuse and eventually died in, in Danny's arms. Not long after, when Danny was five, he sustained another head injury that left a dent in his head. Now, this is the second serious head injury that Danny has sustained while his brain is technically still forming. And in case y'all didn't know, your brain isn't technically fully formed until you're like 25, which I thought it was crazy. I always thought it was much earlier, but I guess that makes sense. But even still, these are very formative years that his brain is forming. And to have these two really severe head injuries is really distressing. Or, no, I shouldn't say, it's distressing. It's upsetting. Now, <laughs> the level of rage and hatred I feel towards James Rowling is quite immeasurable. I don't know much about James Rowling's early life. 
And after researching the ways that he abused his children, because there was, you'll see, there's another kid, not just Danny, and this poor puppy. I honestly don't care. That motherfucker deserved it and more. I mean, what kind of sick fuck comes up with this shit? I mean, not only is he abusing the dog, but he's doing it in a way to punish his son. Holy fuck. I don't I I, want to know where the neighbors were because I don't I don't understand how they didn't hear any of this abuse going on, especially with the dog. I mean, like I, I step on my dog's paw and it's like he yelps so loud. I'm sure the neighbors can hear and. You know, obviously, in the you know, I'm not meaning to do it. I apologize, like most people do with their dogs. They're like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry," you know. But this isn't this isn't him. And I like, I hated this part of the research, and I almost debated leaving it out because of how fucked up it is. But I really think that the like seeing the abuse of this dog. This dog that he loved more than anything had a huge effect on his psyche. I I can't imagine that it wouldn't, you know? And just because it probably, for him, I can imagine he probably felt it was his fault. Because if he would have done, or just, let's face it, he didn't have to do anything significant in order for his father to punish him. But I'm sure in his mind, if he didn't do whatever he did, quote-unquote, wrong, then... The dog would be fine. But. Oh my god. It's just so fucked up. Like it's shit like this. Like if I were. Unlucky enough to have to witness that. I swear to god. I'm pretty sure I would have killed James Rowling then and there. And then who knows. Maybe Danny wouldn't have become a serial killer. Who knows. Then again we see. Like I mentioned. He suffers another head injury. Danny, I mean, the child, Danny, seriously cannot catch a fucking break. (laughs) I mean, oh, it's so sad. I mean, there are studies and evidence to show a link between head injuries or what is known as traumatic brain injury, also known as TBI. There are links with that and aggression. Now, in Danny's case specifically, there is no direct evidence tying his horrific and extremely violent crimes that he commits as an adult to the aggression from head injuries but I think at the very least you know the injuries he sustained at such a young age must have had an impact on the way that his brain was forming and how the neurons the neuron connections form and things like that I mean I can't imagine it wouldn't have guys Let me tell you about my friend, Mandy. She makes some of the most beautiful crocheted goods and decorations I have truly ever seen. The holidays are just around the corner, so you're either going to be looking for that super unique gift or that super special ornament or decoration for your home. Do yourself a favor. Go to Mandy Made It on Facebook and Instagram. That's M-A-N. D-E-E made it on Facebook and Instagram and slide into her DMs. Trust me, you are just going to love everything she has to offer. I already have a few pumpkins from her. I have a really nice crocheted headband that keeps me warm in the winter. 
And of course, my very, very favorite Coraline doll. So if you're looking for cool decorations or if you're looking for that super special gift, go to Mandy Made It on Facebook and Instagram to order now. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. As time went on, Danny's brother Kevin was born. Now, it's unclear if James was angry about having another child, but in any case, of course, he would go on to abuse Kevin as well. There was a witness to the abuse aside from Claudia, James' wife. It was Claudia's sister, Agnes. Now, the Rowlings family spent a week with Agnes, and during this time, she said that she saw James bind both Danny and Kevin with rope and all of the abuse that he dished out to her sister. Like, I seriously fucking hate James Rowling. Thank God he's dead. Now, Agnes had reported the abuse to the police multiple times. And granted, they spent a week. So she's reporting multiple times. Clearly, a lot of it is going on. But of course, at this point, James had become a cop. It fucking figures. So, of course, all of those reports that she filed just magically disappeared. But don't worry, all of his cop's friends thought that he was a great guy. I want to vomit. Great guy? Great guy? Good fucking lord. I wonder, you know, I wonder how many of those cop friends of his were also great guys like James Rowling. (laughs) Fact. I was going to say fun fact, but this fact is not fun. Law enforcement employees have one of the highest rates of committing domestic violence. And that's a recent statistic. I can't imagine how much higher it would have been back then. I mean, it is just so repulsive. I'm not trying to shit on law enforcement right now, but I mean, because I know there are good, decent members working for law enforcement. But sadly... Some of them are fuckos like James who managed to con their way in to the police department or on the police force in order to gain or maintain some sort of power because their egos, ugh, so crazy. I mean, I really think we need to start vetting law enforcement more rigorously, you know, because why would you want people like this on the force if they can't protect the people that they live with how do you and you know not even just live with but the people that they supposedly love how do you expect them to work in the field and what's crazy is you know what James probably didn't even show this sadistic abusive side to his co-workers he was probably just like super nice and just like nice to all of his co-workers who knows what his uh, record is as far as overstepping his bounds as a cop 
or abuse in the field. But I mean, <laughs> part of me just feels like he's just one of those guys where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be nice and pleasant and wonderful to everybody else but my family because fuck them. Right. You know, the old ball and chain ball and chains, you know, wife and kids. <sighs> it's fucking disgusting. But what's worse is that it seemed that Danny formed like this urgency to want to please his dad and wanted his dad's approval, which uh, fortunately with children in abusive situations from their parents, that does tend to happen, sadly. It's horror. It's like a reverse psychology kind of a thing. It's so sad. As if the abuse from his piece of shit father wasn't enough. Danny was, it was reported that Danny was molested by a cousin at age nine. And at age 11, Danny physically had to stop his mother from slitting her own wrists in the family bathroom. Because as if physical and mental and emotional abuse weren't enough, of course, let's just add sexual abuse to the list for this four child. Again, I know he went on to commit very horrific things. I have no sympathy for the adult. I do have sympathy for this child that he was because he literally knew nothing other than abuse. I, I, I'm honestly not surprised he became a serial killer. I mean, truly. I, I can't imagine going through everything he went through and being able to come out the other end of it. You know, I wasn't able to find exactly what happened as far as the molestation goes, but I mean... I don't and not that I would have gone into detail about it, but it's just like, good Lord, why can't this poor kid catch a break? And statistically, children who are victims of sexual abuse often grow up to commit sexual violence. And we will discuss that and see how that manifests itself later, unfortunately. But again, sadly, that is a pattern, you know, children being abused going on to abuse later especially in sexual violence situations i also hate that danny had to be the one to stop his mother from committing suicide i'm not blame again i'm not blaming claudia for trying to commit suicide because quite frankly given her situation and everything she's going through as well i can't say that i blame her for wanting to i can understand why she would want to end it all but for Danny, I think he might have seen it as her abandoning him or him and Kevin anyway. And, you know, I, I'm sure that this had some sort of effect on how he viewed his mother. You know, again, I'm not blaming her, but I can see from Danny's point of view, you know, she never intervened when James was abusing them as far as I've seen in my research. She, quote unquote, allowed herself to be abused by James and then you know she tries to kill herself which like I said could be interpreted as her wanting to abandon them so you know I'm sure that because of this he does not have he did not have the best view of his mother growing up I'm pretty sure he saw her as weak or weak and defenseless and unable to help her sons which from a child's point of view 
you know, there's a weight on the father to protect the children or is seen as the protector. But I think in many cases, when the mother can't protect the child, the child seems to be more angry about it later on in life. Again, this is just from the research that I've done from, you know, not only this case, but other cases that I've researched in the past where the child was abused at the hands of the father and they blame the mother for not really having done anything to stop it. Which again, I'm not blaming Claudia or any victim of domestic abuse for not, you know, being able to save their children from the abuse. I think they should try, but again, you know, Claudia was also being abused. She was also dealing with that. And I'm sure she was incredibly depressed about her situation and couldn't find another way out. And that's really sad that she was that hopeless, that she couldn't get out. I mean, she did try to leave, but as we discussed, I'm sure he held, you know, James held all the financial power. So it would have been extremely hard for her to leave and not only just to leave, but then to leave with the two sons and have to support them as well. So again, it's just horrible. It's a whole, the whole situation in and of itself is fucking horrible. And poor Danny had to Danny and Kevin, but it seems mostly Danny really had to suffer the most with all of this. It's just so sad. So obviously with all of that, it is clear his childhood was just horrific. Many true crime experts and psychologists have actually come to understand how the severity of abuse and other factors such as brain injury or brain chemistry can not only affect a child's uh, psyche and their worldview as they grow up, but it can lead the child down a path of committing violence as they reach adulthood. And we'll find out in Danny's case, he became a thief and a serial killer. Now, there was a study that was done at Radford University. They interviewed 50 serial killers. 68% of them reported having experienced childhood abuse of some kind. And um, oh, just so you guys know, this con- uh, this study was conducted by H- Heather Mitchell and Michael G. and Mott. I'm sure I'm missing pronou- I'm mispronouncing that, and I'm sorry. But they revealed that this group of serial killers had six times more reported abuse than the general population, aka everyone else. Now, another factor that can determine whether a person will become a serial killer or not. And I hate to say it that way, but I mean, it kind of does. But their ability to handle stress and recover is another factor in all of this. You know, not everyone can experience the type of abuse that Danny experienced and be able to turn their life around in adulthood. Some people are, obviously. I mean, Kevin was abused as well, and he didn't become a serial killer. But I would argue that Danny's more of the rule and not the exception. I would say Kevin is the exception. Danny is the rule. Because when you think about it, (laughs) abuse during childhood, obviously it's horrific. 
It's horrific in the fact because as a child, you literally don't know better. You're learning everything about the world and creating your own worldview from your home life and from your parents. Now, I can't say for sure, but I wonder if Danny actually thought the way they were treated was normal, like the abuse and everything. I have no evidence to support that, but I can absolutely see him thinking that, you know, because as an abused child, how do you know better? There's there's no other way to know necessarily but thankfully since the 1970s the fbi's behavioral science unit or bsu has worked to try and profile suspects to help aid law enforcement to finding and apprehending these suspects based off of these different psychological factors again obviously this didn't help in danny's case but you know at least it's something moving forward you know and now We have even more knowledge of serial killers and how their brain works. And again, like I said, the possible factors that could contribute to these individuals going on to commit these serious and violent crimes. But yeah, I mean, luckily there has been a significant decrease in serial killing since then. So, I mean, yay. Again, like I said, this doesn't help Danny, unfortunately. So, ugh. And with that, my darlings, this is where I leave you this week with the case of Danny Rowling, a.k.a. the Gainesville Ripper. Next week, we are going to pick up with Danny's early teen years and his start of his life of crime. And yeah, I mean, thankfully, the abuse isn't as bad in this next episode, but it's still pretty horrible. Thank you for sticking around with me. I know that that was an extremely brutal episode. As I said, I had a hard time even just researching it just because it's so horrific, everything that he went through. And again, for the third and final time, you're probably sick of hearing me say it, obviously. I do not have sympathy for Danny Rowling, the adult, who could have figured his life out, which which we will discuss in the next two weeks. But... I feel very much, I feel a lot of sympathy for Danny Rowling, the child, because of everything we just discussed. Oh, it's fucking horrible. I hope I didn't ruin your week. <laughs> Until next time, guys, I will see you later. Be safe out there. And thank you again so much for listening. True Crime in Academia is an Ivory Tower Boiler Room podcast. Members of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room team include Andrew Rimby, Executive Director, Mary DePippi, Chief Contributor, and Jaron Usta, Marketing Director. To support the Ivory Tower Boiler Room and its podcasts like True Crime and Academia, click the link at the bottom of the show notes and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Ivory Tower Boiler Room and at True Crime and Academia. A special thank you to Anne-Sophie Anderson, composer and performer of the song Scorpio, which is this podcast's theme song. As always, thank you for listening, and we appreciate your support.